Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Ministry of Plurality. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zensalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so we've talked presence and we've talked proclamation, which gets us to plurality. What exactly do we mean by plurality? We're going for something that is similar to the Good Samaritan, correct? In that you're not really looking to help only those that have your same beliefs and that look like you and any other way you might separate people out, right? Indeed. Just an idea that instead of holding to only serving or being in ministry or offering ministry to those that are your kind of folks, Mm -hmm. that there is an opportunity to open up, discover the plurality of God's amazing creation, and see where that leads you. So Lutherans don't necessarily believe in exclusivity, correct? There's lots of programs out there where we reach out and basically try to help the world. Correct. So ELCA Lutherans really are an amazing organization around this kind of a topic. We do, in some ways, a pretty unique job of this. We have ministry partnerships with a lot of denominations that don't actually have partnerships with each other. So the ELCA ends up being a bit of a bridge. Oh, interesting. So for example, ELCA Lutherans have a partnership where we can serve communion to lots of different denominations, Mm -hmm. whether that's Episcopalian or Presbyterian or Methodist, the AME, African Methodist Episcopal Church, right? They're all organizations, all church denominations that we have partnerships with that we can serve communion to, but they cannot necessarily serve communion to another one. So if we have a gathering where there are three or four or five or eight different denominations present, sometimes it's the ELCA Lutherans who can preside at the table and serve everybody because we have understandings with each of these different organizations. We meet them where they are. We have enough common theological grounding that we can understand and work alongside of one another. And we find our way in that predictably Lutheran grace base. Mm -hmm. Now that is particularly ELCA Lutherans. Yes, it is. That is not something that some of our other Lutheran kindred are able to do, but we are able. And that plurality, that openness, that opportunity gives some really exciting opportunities for work in, as you said, disaster response or in refugee resettlement Lutherans have been working in those kinds of spaces for decades in amazing ways because we have partnerships and are able to do this ministry with so many different partners. The plurality of these partnerships allows us so much more potential in making a difference in the world. We had earmarked something called interfaith to talk about in this And we're talking interfaith on a larger scale than just the different flavors of Christians, correct? Right. So the different terms, ecumenical ministry, 
is ministry that is between different Christian denominations. Mm -hmm. So different flavors of Christianity. That's ecumenical. Interfaith work is when we start bringing in our Jewish kin, or if we bring in the Muslim community and begin working with those uh, in Islam, or we work with the Baha'i, or, right, so the many, many, many different communities, that is interfaith work, because now we're no longer just talking Christians who agree about Christianity, but we're talking about a much larger scope of interfaith work. And that is, again, one of those places where the ELCA has done some really tremendous, amazing, beautiful work and has the capacity to be open because we don't proclaim the exclusivity of salvation through our faith proclamation. It's one thing for us to sit and talk here about plurality in a place like Portland, Oregon, that is somewhat diverse, right? You have the opportunity Mm -hmm. to come across or seek out people either of different faiths or whatever. Mm -hmm. What about those in places where that's not really possible in a, you know, day-to-day situation? How do you practice this ministry of plurality then? Open up the definition of it. Okay. Think about it being as how do we work with those who are not practicers of any particular faith. I think in the United States, there are still areas, even in areas that are deeply churched, where there are people who are not active in a faith life. That's a pluralistic kind of way to imagine working with them on good things, amazing things. So we can also take the challenge deeper, particularly in North America, particularly in our context, and say, What does it mean to begin to cross racial, ethnic, economic divides? And ELCA Lutherans are actually really bad at this. Yeah. (laughs) And, And that's an area where we have a unique opportunity to grow and change and work on our diversification and work on our plurality by inviting in and beginning genuine relationship alongside of those who don't look and sound exactly like us. Are there any groups that we don't work with as ELCA Lutherans? Sadly, yes. Okay. Any of the ones who choose not to work with us. <laughs> okay. Right? I mean, so, that stands to reason. Right. It usually comes from another side. So, for example, the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod, Wells, They do not work with us, not even to serve the hungry anymore. Oh, wow. And so it takes consent, right? It takes consent on both sides. Like many things, it's a two-way street. Exactly. And if another side is unwilling to work with us, then we are not willing to work with them. And individual congregations have the right to be able to look at an organization and say, we cannot do work with you in a way that would either make the values or the messages get muddied or cause more harm. Like there are ways and spaces where anyone gets to say no to working in a partnership. But generally speaking, we're a group 
that is pretty open for better, for worse on how we find relationships. We've been talking about things that sound more individualistic. If you were looking for a congregation that does some of this plurality work, how would you go about seeking that? You might want to ask the congregation just what kind of ecumenical and interfaith work do you do? And if they come back with, well, we kind of really don't, you've got your answer. (laughs) Pretty much. Some congregations even have written into their constitutions that any interfaith work has to be pre-approved by the council, the church council, before it happens. So you can get a sense of how pluralistic a congregation is by looking at their constitutions and bylaws, by asking what kind of events they're going to, by seeing what it is that they're advertising in their newsletter about what sorts of groups they're working with. You can see, for example, Central Lutheran is pretty out there with ecumenical and interfaith work. We're open to it. We're a part of Ecumenical Ministries of Oregon. We have had conversations with those of many faiths before. So you'll see that reflected in our documentation. So that's one way that a congregation tips their hand, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's going to lead me to my last question. So one thing that somebody could do if they were looking for ways to explore the ministry of plurality is to find a congregation like Central that is already doing some of this work. Mm -hmm. They would have ready-made opportunities. Is there anything else that you would suggest to people as a way to start exploring this either on a big scale or a small? Something that you could easily do is diversify your social media feed. Sure. Even just following folks of multiple religions on Twitter or Instagram, opening it up and listening and seeing what more you can learn in the same way that we can learn more about anti-racism work by diversifying our social media stream. I did this after the Black Lives Matter protests started, Uh and Uh it has made social media so much more fun, for one thing, but fascinating and a definite learning experience. Totally. And so you doing the same exact thing with an eye towards faith and religion, finding a way to diversify what kind of information you're receiving. Do your own research, reach out to community members, diversify your friend group. Now, some of that is going to take actually talking about faith practices in public with people. Which is hard. Which is hard. And talking to them about what their faith practices might be. It might even mean showing that you don't know everything, which can be super intimidating for many of us and can open up some beautiful opportunities for learning and getting to know people better. It can be really wonderful. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the Ministry of Plurality. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. Thank you all for listening along. If you would like to reach out to us with a topic suggestion, we would love to hear from you. We've been doing this for just a couple of years now and have recorded over 250 episodes. So if you have an idea, request, or something that you'd like to hear us chat about, please feel free to reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org. And until we are back in your ears again, remember, 
God loves you no matter what.